Welcome to our devotional prayer program. Today is day 15 of this prayer challenge. God has been faithful to us and this morning we return all the glory and praise to him in Jesus name. We are here to contend for inheritance but before we go into the world, can we pray together? Our Heavenly Father, maker of the heavens and the earth, we worship you, we exalt you, we honor and adore you. Thank you for this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. It is a day of blessing, it is a day of lifting, it is a day of enjoying the benefits of being sons of God. Father, we just ask that as we gather at the throne of grace this morning, as we sit at your feet to hear your word, May the Holy Spirit minister to every one of us who is on this call in the mighty name of Jesus. May we receive light, may we receive truth, may we receive help sufficient for our needs in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. My name is Pastor Ada and I am so honored to be part of this prayer program with you. Thank you for letting me into your life in this season as we share God's words together to discover what God has laid up for us that is waiting to be claimed. This morning, our text is taken from Joshua chapter 5 from verse 13 to 15. But our key verse will be Joshua chapter 5 verse 13. And it says, while Joshua was near Jericho, he suddenly saw a man standing in front of him holding a sword. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you one of our soldiers or an enemy? Our topic this morning is Expect Supernatural Interventions. Expect Supernatural Interventions. Amen. Amen. We have been praying and I know that the Lord has been hearing us and the Lord has been leading us from one level of knowledge, one level of revelation, one level of understanding to the other. And the goal is to bring us to a place of maturity. We have already learned on this platform that no matter what is laid up for you as a hair, if you don't come up to maturity, if you remain a minor, you cannot assess that inheritance. And so part of what God has been showing us is what it will take for us to come to a place of maturity so that we will know what is rightfully ours and we will know how to assess them. This morning we see in our text that just before Joshua will be, will be going to take over Jericho, he saw a man standing with a sword. He saw a man standing with a sword. And he did not run away in fear. He did not act in fear at all. He walked boldly to the man and asked the man to identify himself. He asked for the identity of the man because they are both good and bad angels all around the place. And so when we are talking about supernatural interventions, I want you to know that negative interventions are also around. Satanic interventions are also around because the enemy can disguise himself and appear to you as an angel of light to deceive you and to derail you from the purpose or plan of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4 says, Well, no wonder, 
even Satan can disguise himself to look like an angel of light. And so we must be aware that the devil can disguise himself to come and deceive us, to lead us astray. The devil can disguise himself and send dreams to confuse you and lead you away from the path that God has chosen for you. So while we are thinking about supernatural interventions, the first lesson I want you to take away from here is that they are good and they are bad supernatural interventions. So how do we discern the one that is of God? How do we discern the one that is of God? Joshua did not just accept the person of the angel because his appearance looked divine. Rather, he asked, so you must cultivate the habit of testing every spirit. When you receive a word from a man of God, you receive a word from a Christian brother or sister, don't make haste to act on it. Test the spirit from where that person is speaking. Is the person speaking from a spirit of strife? Is the person speaking from a spirit of pride? Is this person speaking from a spirit of humility? Is the thing that is being said in line with the scriptures? Is it the wisdom of God? It may be the wisdom of man. Just like you know that James tells us about the wisdom that is from above. It gives us the characteristics of that wisdom. So it is not every wise counsel that a man gives you that is from God. You must test it and make sure it lines up with the spirit and the word of God before you accept it. Let's move forward. We need to know that these supernatural interventions that may come our way might be angels on assignment. They might be angels on assignment. Angels sent to direct you, to lead you to where God wants you to be at a particular time. These angels are messengers. They are messengers that are sent to serve us who are heads of salvation. That's what the word of God says. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, he says, What are the angels then? They are spirits who serve God and are sent by him to help those who are to receive salvation. So angels are not for you or against you. They are simply messengers. They are messengers who execute the assignment of the one who sends them. So when God sends angels your way, they will execute the assignment of the living God. When the devil sends angels, he will send his own wanted angels who came down from heaven with him after the fall. He could send them to also come and confuse you, to also come and derail you. And so you must be sensitive like Joshua to question every supernatural intervention and discern whether it is from God or not. Amen. The second thing to note is that you don't reject and contend against every supernatural or spiritual visitation that you receive. So many of us are so poised for war. Everything is about war. We see everything as a battle. We see everything as warfare. And so sometimes we contend against those who are actually sent to fight for us. So Joshua had to ask. And by asking, he realized that the person that was with him was not just an angel, but was the Lord himself. Because the Lord identified himself. He said, I am come as the commander of the Lord's army. Who is it that will command the Lord's army when the Lord himself is a man of war? So he identified that it was the Lord and immediately he bowed down in worship. 
he bowed down in worship. Hallelujah. He bowed down to worship God. And that is what we must do when we acknowledge the presence of the Lord. When we acknowledge that we are standing in the presence of the Lord, we must not take it for granted that we have become sons of God. We have been washed by the blood of Jesus. We are now heirs of God. We are joint heirs of God. And we begin to march up and down in the presence of God without regard to his person. Joshua bowed down before the Lord and worshipped the Lord. What is your prayer posture when you come into the presence of God? When you acknowledge that the Lord is in a place, what posture of prayer do you take? Do you take the posture of arrogance or you take the posture of humility? Do you take the posture of one who has fasted for two weeks or for 40 days or for 70 days and you begin to brag in the presence of God? Or do you bow down like Joshua to say, I acknowledge your lordship. I acknowledge that you are God. I acknowledge that without you, I can do nothing. That was what Joshua did as he bowed before the Lord. And take note, when people bow down to angels, when angels are sent to people and you bow down to worship them, angels do not accept worship. Angels never accept the worship of anybody because they know that the worship is for God. But in this case, when Joshua bowed down, the Lord did not reject it because it was not an angel. It was the Lord himself. And I declare over you that this is your season of divine visitation in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will not just visit you, but the Lord will come to fight for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let us look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14a. 2 Corinthians 2, 14a says, I am grateful that God always makes it possible for Christ to lead us to victory. Hallelujah. I am grateful that God always makes it possible for Christ to lead us to victory. It is Christ who leads us to victory. We do not go to battle by ourselves. We do not go to battle commanding it by ourselves. The Lord himself must go before us and we will follow. That was the same thing that happened to the children of Israel. The Lord went ahead of them. The Lord went before them. That was why Moses prayed and said, If you will not go with me, I will not go. May you not make the mistake of going into battle, of going into supernatural warfare on your own. Do not become overconfident that you know how to use the weapons of warfare. Do not become overconfident that you know how to call fire, how to call hailstones. Do not become overconfident that you have been a warrior for 100 years. And so you have the experience to confront the devil in any kind of battle. Oh no, it's not like that. God always makes it possible for Christ to lead us to victory. Always make sure that the Lord is ahead of you. Always make sure that the Lord is the one that is leading you. Don't make haste to just take prayer manners and begin to pray and begin to command everything that you see in that manner. You need to descend from the Lord. How the Lord wants you to approach that battle. You need to allow the Lord to lead you. The Lord might lead you to worship for a very long time. And as you worship, God will send ambushment to your adversaries. Sometimes God might not lead you into worship. The Lord might lead you to go into battle and engage the enemy. 
In the case of David, David engaged only Goliath and God gave him that victory. So it is important to know whether you are fighting as a Jehoshaphat or you are fighting as a David. May the Lord grant us discernment and understanding of our battles in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Today, we need to learn to recognize the voice of the Lord. We need to learn to recognize the presence of the Lord even in the time of battle. And when the Lord comes, he always comes with an instruction. He always comes with direction. He always comes to lead you in the way that you will fight. David was no match for Goliath, but God led him by the Spirit to the brook. God led him to the brook to go and pick five smooth stones because that is the strategy God wanted to use to win that particular battle. And when he got the stones, he challenged Goliath. He said, I'm not coming against you by myself. I'm not coming against you by my staff or by anything I have. I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord. David engaged the Lord in that battle. And the Lord took the stone and aimed it directly at where it mattered most. May the Lord teach us spiritual warfare. Not from prayer books or prayer manuals, but spiritual warfare where the Lord himself leads us to victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Joshua asked the the man he saw a question. He said, are you on our side or are you against us? And the Lord answered, I'm not for you or against you. I'm not on your side or in the side of your adversary. This battle is a battle of the Lord. And so we must be careful to make sure that we are fighting on the Lord's side. Amen. We must be careful to fight on the Lord's side and not on our own side. Some people engage in battles that they ought not to engage in at all. I have heard of believers who go and throw a married woman out of her matrimonial home because their culture permits it. I have heard of brethren going to go and possess the property of a widow because their culture permits it. That is not the battle of the Lord. The Lord is not the one leading in those type of battle. Be careful the kind of battle that you are going to. Be careful who you receive instruction from. The, the Lord gave Joshua an instruction. The Lord asked him to remove his standards because he was standing on a holy ground. What instruction is the Lord giving you in this season? Is the Lord asking you to call for a fast? Is the Lord calling for a fast? Is the Lord asking you to walk away from a relationship? Is the Lord asking you to make a major sacrifice? What is it the Lord is telling you to do? There is a specific instruction for a particular battle. You need to hear from the Lord. What does the Lord want you to put off before you engage in this battle? What does the Lord want you to put on before you engage in the battle? So as we expect supernatural interventions, as we expect angelic visitations, may our ears be attentive to hear the instruction that the Lord will give so that we will respond alongside with the will of God and be where God wants us to be and do what he wants us to do in order to win the battle and take delivery of our inheritance. May the Lord help us 
as we continue to listen to his voice. May the Lord help us as we are obedient to his instructions. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let us take a few prayer points before we end this devotion. Our first prayer point is to thank the Lord. Father, I thank you that I don't have to fight my battles alone. Father, I thank you that I don't have to fight my battles alone. Can you begin to pray? Can you begin to pray? Our God is not the type of commander like the type we have in some places where the men of war, where the generals of war will be in glass houses where they will sit and then they will send the recruits to battle to go and die in the Sambisa forest. Our God is not like that. He is a general that goes ahead of you. He goes ahead of you. He, he faces the enemy. He confronts the enemy on your behalf. Can you begin to thank the Lord that he has not left us alone with the devil? He has not abandoned us to fight that, that age-old enemy of the church. He is with us. And because he is with us, our victory is assured in Jesus' name. Amen. Our second prayer point is, Father, thank you for coming yourself to go before me in this battle. I want you to mention the battle the Lord is going with you. Is it the battle of your promotion in your office? Is it the battle to possess your child? Is it the battle to take back a physical inheritance that belongs to you? I don't know the battle that the Lord is leading you to go into. Can you begin to thank the Lord? Because he's not sending an angel. He has come himself. Can you begin to thank the Lord for coming himself to help you in Jesus' name? Amen. Our third prayer point, Heavenly Father, help me to be sensitive to discern supernatural interventions in my life in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, help me to be sensitive to discern supernatural interventions in my life in Jesus' name. Can you pray and ask the Lord to help you to be sensitive? Some of us are so afraid. We are so afraid of everything that is supernatural. And so we reject the good. We reject everything that comes our way. Can you pray and ask the Lord to teach you to be sensitive? To teach you to be sensitive. To teach you not to be afraid of the supernatural. Because angels are all around us. They are here to serve us. We saw it in the scriptures. They are here to serve us. So if you are rejecting their ministry, you'll be missing out on all that God has for you. Amen. Our fourth prayer point, ask the Lord to help you to walk in holiness in the name of Jesus. We must walk in holiness. Our God is a holy God. Ask the Lord to help you to walk in holiness. Because the moment you step out of holiness, the moment you touch the accosting, as they can touch the accosting, the Lord turns against you. The Lord walks away from you. And we must not do what will make God walk away from us. We must be holy. We must live holy. We must walk holy. In engaging in this battle, we must have nothing to do with falsehood. We must have nothing to do with deception. We must not use the devil's weapon to fight in a battle where God is leading us. Can you pray and ask the Lord? to help you to walk in holiness even as we engage in these battles in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Our last prayer point is to say, I receive the ministry of angels into my life in this season in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you for sending angels even to minister to me as a heir of God. I receive the ministry of angels into my life in this season in the name of Jesus. I receive the ministry of angels to walk in the life of my family, to walk in the life of my children, to walk in my ministry in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says that there is an angel for the church. The church 
church in Sardis, the church in Laodicea. Every church had its own angel. Father, I receive the angel on assignment for my life, the angel on assignment for my ministry. I receive them in this season to walk in my favor in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word that has come forth to us. Thank you for your assurance of supernatural interventions that are coming our way in this season. We receive it with thanksgiving in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, deliver us from every kind of fear. Every fear that makes us to reject the good visitation of angels in our life. Father, Abraham received angels. He received angels. He served them. And they also brought him a blessing. Father, help us not to receive the angels you send into our life in the name of Jesus. Father, help us not to reject supernatural visitations that you send to intervene for us in our battle in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that this day as we go forth, Lord, there will be divine interventions in our workplaces, in our businesses, in our family lives, in our marriages. Lord, we receive with open hands supernatural interventions supernatural help in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you are the captain of the host of the Lord's army. Lord, we ask that as you go before us, as you lead us, Father Lord, may we come back in victory. May we come back in thanksgiving in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Receive all the praise. Receive all the glory for the things you have determined to do for us in this season. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.